Hey guys, I wanted to come on here on the eve of my birthday and, you know, just um, do this live stream, if you will. And, um, well, basically, and hold on for a sec, while I do something. No, hold on, for a second, I want to check something. But, um, let me check something on here. Just checking. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to come on here and do this uh, live stream. I do apologize, as it says in the description, for any interruptions. Super chats are indeed open. I believe they are. Uh, let me check that, guys, just real quickly. And then there you see what the title, um, you know, is about right there. Maybe I should uh, fix that a little bit right there with the. There we go. Hold on for a sec. Let me get back to that. Transition. Yeah, it's all on there. Okay. Just making sure. But yeah, I wanted to do this because, you know, I, I've talked about, you know, Revelation a lot along with a lot of other people like Clownfish TV and Geeks Gamers and, you know, a lot of people. And it's. It's just one of those situations, literally, folks. That, like I said in the previous vi in the previous two videos, like the first video I did uh, yesterday, you know, I stick by what I said. I think, based on what I'm hearing people say, based on what I saw, um, this is nothing more than a parody. This is nothing more than one of those uh, live-action animated shows, movies that, you know, is made to be taken seriously, but in reality, it's a parody. You know, it's a satire. And you might be saying, well, on parodies and satire are supposed to be comedies? Yeah, that's that's true. They are supposed to be comedies, but there are some out there, believe it or not, that are meant to be taken seriously. The written seriously, you know, the, the, the story, I should say, is written seriously or to be taken seriously. The characters are written uh, to be, you know, and developed to be taken seriously, but they are... But in reality, they're actually satires and parodies of other characters. And, you know, quite honestly, that's what, um, you know, this show is. It's basically a satire and a parody of what made Masters of the Universe uh, good, you know. And I, I understand that a lot of people feel that, you know, all we're doing in reality, those of us that are complaining, bitching, moaning, excuse my language, God, you know, crying out our, you know, crying out our tears, crying in our cups, you know, that, you know, we're not, you know, that we're not seeing the bigger picture, that we're not, you know, giving it a chance, you know, to show us what it's capable of being. And look, it's, it's not that we're trying to discourage anybody from watching it, okay? If you want to watch it and you come out of it feeling it's one of the best shows Netflix has done, more power to you. You know, not we're not against that. What we're against, in the title of this live stream, says it best, is that Kevin Smith lied. That's what it is. Kevin Smith uh, and those involved. In fact, I'll show you the title once again. This is what it is. Fans are not happy that Kevin Smith lied about M to M O T U Masters Universe. You know, revelation. Let me fix that again. You know. And what the series was about. 
You know, they're not happy about that. They're not. They're not happy that he lied to them about what the series is. It's not that, you know, they hate the series, you know, anything, and potentially what it could be. Like I said in the last video I did yesterday, some people could, you know, you know, feel the way they do now and then go and watch it later on and be like, hey, this was pretty good, you know, and come out and give it a thumbs up, but then explain, you know, potentially the reason they were hesitant at first to watch it, and that reason being is that Kevin Smith lied. That's what it is. Kevin Smith lied about what the show really was. And I know people are going to say, well, it's called Masters of the Universe. It doesn't have to always center on He-Man and Skeletor. And that is true. I get that. I, I, I get what you're saying by that. You know, it's supposed to focus on other characters within this continuity. But, but here's the thing. When you use He-Man and you use Skeletor as your two primary selling points for the show, and if you're Mattel, and the first couple of figures you bring out in the first wave for the show, you know, that you're selling in toy shelves for kids to play with and adults to collect, you know, when a couple of those figures, those first figures, you know, the first few of them happen to be He-Man and Skeletor, then what message are you trying to send? You know, are you trying to send that this is about He-Man and Skeletor and... And, and all that, my finger hit the mic there, I do apologize. You know, is that what you're trying to do? You know, is that the message you're trying to send? Because if it is, what you're doing is what's known as false advertising. You're falsely advertising that the toys you're selling right off the bat, that, you know, to help promote, you know, this series on Netflix, you know, those toys, the first two anyway, Skeletor and He-Man, are not the focus anymore. And the fact that they're not even in the show, you know, at all. And that's mainly what it is. It's not the fact that people don't want to like the show, okay? It's not that. L let me make that perfectly clear. It's not that. What it is in reality is the fact that they are not happy that Kevin Smith lied. That's what it is. He lied about, you know, the show... Oh, and everything, and what it was about. But on top of that, it's not just the fact that he lied about what the show was. Oh, it's and everything, and he, you know, he tried along with others to try to debunk all the room, all the you know information that got revealed about the show and what it was going to be, even for, as far back as to when it was first announced at PowerCon. You know, he tried to debunk it. Him and others tried to debunk it, but. <sighs> You know, all he was doing was just infuriating the fans over and over. And I think some people said it best. I think some people said it best. What we ended up getting, what Kevin Smith was trying to do, and we ended up getting as a result, was a bait and switch. Because, you know, before the first teaser came out, he kept saying, oh, it's not about Tila, she doesn't have a lesbian girlfriend, he meant the central focus, stuff like that. And the first teaser was like, okay... You know, maybe Kevin Smith is right. Maybe this is, you know, exactly what he says he is, and maybe we're overreacting. But then comes the second full-on trailer, and it's like, uh, so what was that first one about? You know, that that's the reaction. It's like, we look at the second full-on, basically the full-length trailer, and what we see 
is not a show about He-Man, but about Tila. And, you know, even after that trailer came out, he still tried to defend the fact that, oh, no, 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 this is about He-Man. You know, everything you're hearing is, all this information, all this news you're hearing is fake. It's not true. And it's like, okay, dude, if that's the case, try explaining why one trailer shows us one thing, and then the teaser that came before it shows us another. Which one's telling the truth, right? It's basically a bait-and-switch, is what it is. It's a bait-and-switch. And he doesn't want to, you know, acknowledge that. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to acknowledge that because it would prove that he was wrong. That's what it is. It would prove he was wrong. And... You know, I'm sure he's thinking, you know, even after that full-length trailer came out, that, oh, we'll still give it a chance, we'll still like it, because it's still He-Man, it's still Masters of the Universe. But no, it's everything people said it was. It's the Tila show. It is the Tila show. Even IGN, and Clownfish TV has pointed this out, even IGN has said in bold red letters, this is the Tila show. Every person that has reviewed this, either here on YouTube or, you know, online articles, social media, whatever, have all said the same thing. As a matter of fact, excuse me there, variety here, variety, let me see if I can bring this up here, I don't know if this is going to be a video or not, but variety even says this is what it is. Even Variety. Here we go. Even Variety. Here it is. It says, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith made Netflix Masters of the Universe revelation specifically to please He-Man fans. Some got mad anyway. Well, yeah, that was his intended goal, right? But here's, here's the thing. You know, here's all the information right here. And this is what he says right here. He says, I know... Okay, Variety, whatever. He says, I know what a fan base reacts like when they don't get the thing they grew up watching. Well, gee, maybe you should have thought about that before you you know, came out and said, you know, did this, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right, now, they say review-bombed. You know, here it is right here. You, you know, here's the episode. Here's a lot of what they say right here. And this is what right here, this is the image that was always floating about. Like this, this is what was one of the things that triggered uh, fans. You know, was, okay, wh what is this? And when they found out this was Tila, this was a, a race swap Andrea, I think, oh, Andrea. It's like, what is going on here, right? 
basically what it is is that you know you can defend it um, all you want and that's fine you know you can um, and right here it says in episode 2 Tila is working as a mercenary for hire and her delusionment with He-Man and alien it's an alienation from magic work as a kind of allegory for the schemes of adulthood overshadowing the wonders of childhood. She was the perfect vehicle for what Revelations was trying to do. Strip away everything that strip away everything the heroes cared about to get at the heart of who they really are and what makes them heroic. Okay. Okay. You know, he's trying to defend this here. So what what he's saying here basically is I mean, you read it yourself. You know, he says Tila was the perfect vehicle for revelations, trying to strip away everything the heroes cared about to get at the heart of who they really are and what make them heroic. Tila was heroic no matter what. She was a vital heroic person to the show no matter what. I do apologize for any lag. I do apologize. But she was... A vital part. Okay? She was. I mean this. It says, Tila, working as a mercenary. And, you know, this is what, I said, what I'm trying to say. This is what it says again. You I mean, you're reading it right here. It says, Tila is working as a mercenary for hire. And her delusionment with He-Man and alienation from magic work as a kind of allegory for the cynicisms of adulthood overshadowing the wonders of childhood. So, what you're saying is that Tila, is you look at Tila as a child, and that this moment of revelation, her being angry, is her having her childhood stripped away, and now she's forced to grow up into an adult. That, that's what you're getting at. That's what you're getting at here. <laughs> you know, Here's the thing. This this here is kind of where I think my theory, my theory, that this is nothing more than a parody comes into play. All right, that this is nothing more than a parody and a satire, you know, meant to be taken seriously. This is where it comes into play, because you're basically saying Tila. Tila is, you know, she's basically being her character. The way the reason. Is being portrayed as it is. Is she? You're using the, her character as it is right now, which people do not like. The character characterization that you've given her. You know, you you're using this as an allegory, as basically a visual example of just like you know the just like we people that grew up, you know, that enjoyed the show back in the '80s as kids have grown up, that now. Tila is the representation of she's growing up from a child into an adult. That this, that that's her role in this series. That Tila, that basically Tila being upset is just her way of now being forced into adulthood instead of remaining the innocent child she was. A child who was the captain of the guard. A child who was on the verge of promotions to be the new man, man at or woman at arms, if you will. 
th- that's what Tila is? That this is nothing more than Tila... Gr- so this is not only the Tila show, right? You know, which Kevin Smith tried to deny, which made fans upset. But this is, is the Tila show showcasing her growing up and accepting her role and finding out who she really is. That, that That's what this is? That, that that that's what this is, Kevin Smith. That's what this is, Mattel. That's what this is, Netflix. That's what this is. Anybody that is trying to defend this, that's what this is. You saw it right there. You saw it. You see it right here. <laughs> and then this right here is what he recently said. And this is Kevin Smith right here. He says, you really think Mattel Television, who hired me and paid me money, wants to do a Masters of the Universe show without He-Man? Grow up. Well, here's the thing, Kevin Smith. You say that, like, you're basically telling us that Mattel wouldn't let you have done this unless He-Man was in there. And yet, I'm pretty sure they're looking at this and thinking, where the hell is He-Man? We see Adam, but why is Adam dying twice? Why is He-Man, Adam, the person that becomes He-Man, dying twice? What the heck's going on? It's like, seriously. Seriously. I mean, you read all this here. I mean, look, look at this. They even talk about when Sarah Michelle Gellar, who I think the great Daphne, no, don't get me wrong, in the Scooby-Doo movies, they hire her on to be Tila, and she never paid attention to the original He-Man for the simple reason that the entire world was telling her the show was only for boys. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was not always for boys, and I should know. Because my sisters watched it. They watched it just like any other siblings, brothers and sisters watched it together. Because it had Tila. A Tila that basically inspired them to create She-Ra. The connecting series that made He-Man and She-Ra brother and sister. He-Man, Masters of the Universe was meant for everybody back then as it is now. The 2002 series was the same way. It's... I mean, read this. Now, look. I get what they wanted to go for. I think we all do. I think we understand what they wanted to go for, and we can probably respect that, but not in the way they did it. You understand? Not in the way they, we did it. I mean, heck, they even say it here. Now that the show has premiered, there is no denying that He-Man isn't around that much. But some of the backlash could be misread ahead of the final moments of the first half of the series, which hinges on a massive cliffhanger. And it says here, In the quest to unify the sword of power to bring ba- magic back to Eternia, Tila and her friends discover Prince Adam is alive in pre-Eternia, a kind of 
eidetic afterlife for Eternia's fallen heroes in a moment of selflessness, knowing that he can never return to pre-Eternia again, Adam decides to follow his friends back to Castle Grayskull. But once they do, and they use the unified order power to return magic to Grayskull, Skeletor also emerges and literally impales Adam in the back before he can become He-Man again. Then Skeletor takes the sword, power raises it to the sky, and becomes Skeletor, a master of the universe. And uh, end of episode. Now here's now this is a bit of spoilers. We know Adam's not dead; he's just wounded. Well, now here's the information I think people want to read. And Clownfish, if you do watch this, this is information we want to read. Now here's what they say. Now, Kevin Smith still being who he is and everything. Here's what they say. Part 2 of Revelation, which will premiere likely later this year or early next year, will actually explore David's original pitch, with Prince Adam the one who has to recover from an almost debilitating blow. A lot of Part 2 is a world in which Skeletor has the power. Then we get to say, well, what made Adam special? This is what this uh, David guy says. What does it mean to have the power? What made Adam the person who was the most worthy to be He-Man? I will tell you this, Adam's story is not done and will never be done. Not saying what happens to him, him, but I'm just saying the stories continue. Now I said that, I think David Wood's his name, um, said he has seen very rough versions of Part 2 and his face lit up when describing them. To anyone who might be upset or frustrated with the end of Part 1, he has this advice. I would say keep watching with the biggest wink that the audio only interview can give. In a world that's filled with magic and supernatural powers, anything is possible. Even perhaps conquering angry fans. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Reading that, that does kind of give a light at the tunnel, um, if you will. But here's the thing. That's what I was talking about earlier. Had Kevin Smith, had Kevin Smith basically come out and said that the first half is not going to be what you expect, but it is a continuation, you know, but the second half will be worth the wait or worth the watch, you know, you know, if he would have said, you know, that, you know, if he would have put it in that kind of context, I don't think anybody would be upset. I don't think anybody would be upset if he would have just said, look, the first half is not going to be what you expect right off the bat, but the second half is going to be worth the wait. And just like this David Wu guy, uh, this David guy here did, he doesn't, he didn't need to say anything. He didn't need to say anything. And you know what? <laughs> I look at this and I'm like, okay, I'll give that second half a chance when it happens. But Kevin Smith, you know, here's the thing. The reason people are reluctant to watch the first half right now, until maybe they read what Variety had to say here, and what this guy said here, 
The reason they're reluctant to watch it is due to the fact that Kevin Smith lied. And here's the thing. Even people that read what David Wood, this David guy is saying, they're not even sure if they can trust that. You know, because if you're going to start off with, you know, Adam wounded and all that, what are you going to do with Tila? Oh, that's right. She's going to be the central focus. Again, like I said before, I think the only thing that's going to probably salvage this at the end is if, yes, we do get He-Man. Yes, Adam does recover. Yes, you know, Skeletor, Skeletor gets defeated. The battle is over. The only thing I think that's going to change this, change this, if you will, or make this better at the end, or change the minds, I should say, of anybody, and make this better at the end, is if basically we get the sorceress, and I, I'm not saying that they have this planned out, it's just speculation, is if they get the sorceress to come out at the end and basically tell Tila, you know, this is what I'm doing here, this is your destiny to be here very soon, but you're not ready yet. And I'm not saying they're going to do this, but I would not be surprised if to re, to make up for what they've done here, from what this is being, from what this guy has described, to make up for what they've done here, I would not be surprised if they write into the story for the end of the series that the sorceress wipes the memory of Adam and He-Man being one and the same from Tila's mind and anybody else's mind, so that things go back to the status quo, and maybe even oh I don't know perhaps reverse time, to where you know things go back to the way they were before all this got out of hand. I'm not saying they'll do that, but based off what this says here, yeah, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to put it past them. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to put it past them in anything. And I do apologize if there's any uh, disconnect or lag in a moment, but I want, excuse me, I want to share this. What um, Clownfish TV, if I can get to them, here we go. Because I think, honestly, you know, they need to uh, do a video on this or read this because, yeah, um, I think this will interest them a lot, especially when they get towards the ending. I got a new follower, too. Thank you on that. When it comes to Twitter, but. The thing is, what this guy, like I said, did is he did what Kevin Smith should have done. If he, if Kevin Smith wanted, to, you know, get damage control or wanted to do damage control for what's been going on, all he had to do was explain exactly what this guy did. That's all he had to do. He just had to explain it that hey, you know, like I said, like I said, all he had to do was come out and say, hey, look, the first half's not going to be what you expect. But the second half is going to be worth the wait. It'll be the payoff in the second half is going to be worth it. That's all he had to say. He didn't have to say any more, more than that because I think we'd get the gist of the idea of okay, all right, He Man is going to come. He Man is coming back. It's going to get He Man focused, but we have to wait till later on. It's like I said in one of the videos that I did yesterday. It's when you look at a movie, you know, the first half of a movie may not be the best. You know, maybe, you know, dragging the movie down and stuff. But when you get to that second half and it starts picking up, it makes going to see that movie all worthwhile. You know, it may not be the best movie you've seen, but it'll make it all worthwhile. And 
honestly, I, I think that's kind of what's being alluded to here by this guy. That basically part two of Revelation is going to be the second half of a movie that picks up and makes it worthwhile. But it, but it's still, but but it's still the fact that you know, people do not like the fact that Kevin Smith lied. They did. I think that's what really hurts them more than anything. It's like they want to give this show, they want to give this show here the opportunity. And they probably still will, you know, after the storm has calmed, if you will, and Kevin Smith basically stops, you know, ragging on the fans, you know. I'm sure people will give it a, a shot and be like, okay, maybe it is better than I thought, but I just didn't like Kevin Smith lying about it, or I'm kind of in the middle of it because there are some things I liked about it and some things I didn't, you know? And there might be people that will watch it and still feel the same way they do now. But it's not just, but here's the thing too, it's not just what Kevin Smith did, you know, lying and everything, it's some of the changes he did, and one of the biggest changes is Tila. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, Tila was a character that girl that attracted young girls to see He-Man when growing up because she was a badass woman in the series. She wasn't always, if not ever, a damsel in distress. She was her own character. She was on equal terms to Adam and He-Man. She's what's inspired She-Ra to be created, when you think about it. But... Basically, what did they do here? What did they do here with Tila? I'll tell you what they did if I can find it. If I can go back onto Google here, you know, if I can get back to uh, Google here, um, if I can get back to Google. Let's see. Uh, we can put into put in the word Tila. You know. Um, t it, well, yeah, and it says it right here. Forbes says it best. Netflix, uh, Master of the is accused of He-Man bait, bait and switch. And everything. And, you know, not every article, not every article is going to side, uh, with the fans on how they feel, but Tila basically is not Tila. Oh, Tila is not Tila, I should say. Uh, you know, she's not. She's not Tila. You know, that's how a lot of people have described her. You know, because of the fact that well, when you think about it, if I can get on here, hopefully with no video coming on, but who knows. You know, so so you know here is the thing and it shows here that Tila does have a moment these are examples of Tila having her moments you know if you know what I mean
the the thing is, you know, when it comes to Tila in this series, it's not the fact that she probably isn't portrayed as a strong female character. It's her attitude. It's her attitude that just comes out of nowhere. And it, and it does kind of tie into what was said in that article by Variety. You know, that Tila, as we see in episode two, basically this is this show is used to make Tila, or basically show that Tila was forced to grow up. Grow up from being a child to an adult. And why and how did they choose to make that happen? By choosing her, by choosing to have her get mad at the fact that he, Adam never told her that he and He-Man were one and the same. That's why. That's why she did. That's why she got, that's, that's part of her growing, her growth spurt. That's a, part of her growing up. The fact that He-Man or Adam never told her he, he and He-Man were one of the same. She had to discover it by herself. And that her reaction was very untila like That instead of crying and feeling, and feeling sad at the loss of her friend and being there to comfort the parents, instead, what does she do? She acts like a self-absorbed, whiny little bitch who goes off, disassociates herself with magic and all that, becomes a mercenary in everything. You know, with her friend Andrea or Andrea, who... Let's face it, you look at some of the scenes in there, and it's pretty much clear there's some kind of LGBTQ lesbian attraction there. You know, she goes off and does all this, and then when she finds out that she's bound to do this, that she's bound to, you know, she's bound to, well, basically she's basically hired or brought to the sorceress in Evil Lynn to say, hey, you got to find this sword. you got to do this to save Eternia. What do we see? We see her when she gets Adam back from the afterlife, if you will, pre-Eternia. What does she do? She basically tells him, look, you died before I could yell at you for keeping this a secret from me. All you had to do was say, hey, Tila, can I take you aside for a second? Shit, what? I want to show you something. I have the power. It's like, you know, she, she's upset about that. She's upset about that, not realizing, perhaps, that when she became the woman at arms, the new person that takes Duncan's place, or step her foster father's place, that she would have probably found out anyway. It's like, excuse me, it's like, seriously, you're going to get upset because of that? You're going to get angsty because of that? And now, because of this self-absorbed, you know, righteous, wokeness attitude of hers, we're expected now to believe, even, you know, from what we read on Variety, that it's all part of her growing up, that basically her finding out that Adam and He-Man are one and the same doing the sacrifice, and instead of feeling sorry and sad and the loss of her friend, that this is basically forcing her to grow up and and, you know, basically you know, become an adult now? And her answer to that has become a mercenary for hire. <laughs> this is why I think, honestly, they're going to do something at the end where they erase the memory of He-Man and Adam being one of the same from her mind and everybody else's mind. And then they reverse time and things go back to the way they were right before the whole world went to crap. That, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. I really do. I really think that's what's going to happen. 
And you know what? I don't think anybody would blame them for doing that. Especially if the second half is going to be, as this David this David guy puts it, is going to be pretty much worth the wait. It's going to pretty much make up for what we got in part one, or in the first half. So yeah, it's, it's the fact that you change you changed Tila's character to be something that Tila is not. Showing that although you may have knowledge about the show and some of the characters, you don't know who these characters really are and how they were portrayed. And I'll say this. Even if the second half makes up for what happened here in the first half, I said it before, I'll say it again. I don't think Netflix is going to want anything to do with these guys anymore. Especially if they, especially if the decision to go woke is costing them subscribers and causing the stock to, to fall, you know, to fall at the box office, not box office, but at the the stock exchange. You know, if it's causing them to do, it's causing it to do that. I don't think they're going to want to do something like this anymore. I think the next time they do a series like a he I mean, we know they have another He-Man coming out, which is meant for a younger audience, which I think a lot of people will be more acceptive of than this. Um, honestly, you know, I don't think, though, after this show, this version of He-Man, that they're going to want to do any more wokeness in a show. Like, they're going to probably tell anybody that wants to use an IP to, you know, you know, send the message of their agenda, they're probably going to say, well, guess what? We're not going to do that anymore. If you want to make a show like that, make it your own thing. Create your own show out of it. Don't make us, you know, anybody else use established IPs to send that message. I'm not going to be surprised if they do that. Because I don't think they want to go through this anymore. I really don't. And if they do, I guarantee you they'll probably tell whoever they get, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything so that you don't cause a ruckus like Kevin Smith has done. It's just, again, it's just one of those situations where when you look at this series, it has all the potential to be good when it's all said and done. It really does. But when you basically try to deny that the show is everything pretty much, you know, information that's gotten leaked out by those that no people close to the situation has told them. You know, when you try to deny that and it backfires in your face and you wake up the next morning with egg on your face and you're eating crow for breakfast, you got no one but yourself to blame. And when you take a character, a beloved character, like let's say a Tila, and you change her up and make her into something she's not, you know, that's... That just does not seem right. Now, I don't know. Maybe they'll explain that the reason she had to change his attitude is because the sword of power was destroyed and maybe that's what kept the real side of Tila out. I don't know. But apparently what it sounds like is this change of attitude we got with Tila and everything, this self-absorbed bitchiness that she's been given. You know... This, oh, you didn't tell me you were human. I'm mad at you. I'm not sad you died. I'm mad at you. I'm going to go walk off. Do, 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 do. <sighs> if all this is about her being forced to grow up, then why even do a storyline in the first episode where she's going to become the new woman of the guard, uh, woman at arms, the new cap, the new 
you know, captain or full-on leader of the guard, if you will. Why do that? You know, why do that if you know maturely, mature-wise, she's not ready? Like physically and, you know, physically and capably she might be, but mentally, maturely, she's not. Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. And and I'm not going to be surprised if Kevin Smith and others come out and say, you know what? Yeah, you know, Tila's journey is about her growing up, but it's also a way to kind of visually show the fans, like I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Smith does this. He said, comes out and says that her allegory of growing up in the series is an allegory for the fans that grew up at the 80s series to grow up as well and accept the change that's occurred. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. And for, for the person that just asked me, how is it woke in the live chat? Here's the thing. He-Man and Skeletor get abolished at the end, and we don't see them to the end of the first half, okay? Most of it is about Tila and e- Tila, Evil Lynn, Andrea, Andrea, whatever. And any male characters from those that have seen it, you know, and I have yet to finish it, but I'm going, but from what I've seen so far, I'm pretty much certain that, yeah, it's everything people are saying it is. You know, when you have all the male characters sidelined in some way or killed off, and your and your main source is the female characters, yeah, that pretty much sends a message of wokeness all the way. That's what it does. And look, I, I get the fact that you know you want to send the message that hey, women are just as equal to men and capable of doing what men do, if not better. I get that. You know, that's why you see all these women going out for all these male, you know, sp- you know sports, if you will. You see women going to, you know, uh, trying out for college football, like that girl did at Colorado University. You see women trying to be on major league or minor league baseball teams. You know, stuff like that, trying out for the NFL, trying out for the NHL. I get all that. You know, I get the fact that women want to prove that they're just as capable, if not more so, than the men. And there's no doubt women are. There's no doubt women are capable, are just as capable of doing what the men do, if not better. I'm not denying that. But when you come out and you say that your show is not what people are hearing it is, and yet after early screenings of it that are you know, combined with the early reviews of those screenings, and then after the official release for the whole world to see, and pretty much everything that was alluded to, if not leaked out, comes to pass, comes to be true, then yeah, you're going to anger a lot of fans for basically saying, oh, it's not this way, and it turns out to be that way. That's what angers them. That's what angers them. That's about it. And, and, And the fact, again, when we get back to Tila, this is nothing more, according to what this guy says, or according to what the Variety article says, you know, if we get back to it, um, here. Where is it? Where is it? I know it's in here somewhere. Hold on. Well, let's see. I know it's in here somewhere. I saw it. 
It's in variety somewhere. Here it is. We can get back to this article. This is what it says here, if we can get to it. You know, if we can get to it, let's see. Oh, it's in here somewhere. Right here, this right here. This again. Let me read. Let me read this. Like, I, let me read this for those that are just joining. In episode two, and I just gotta. Anyway, in episode two, Tila is working as a mercenary for hire, and her delusionment with He-Man and alienation from magic work as a kind of allegory for the cynicism of adulthood, overshadowing the wonders of childhood. She was the perfect vehicle for what Revelations was trying to do. Strip away everything that heroes cared about to get at the heart of who they really are and what makes them heroic. And it's basically right there. Right here. Let me highlight this. right there. That pretty much tells you that Tila's role, her changing attitude, is a part of her growing up from being a, being forced to grow up from a child who's an adult already on the verge of being woman at arms, the new head captain of the guard. She's being forced to become an adult with a bitterness to her, with a self-absorbed bitterness and edge to her because, oh, you didn't tell me you were, you know, I didn't know my friend was He-Man because he didn't tell me. It's like, they didn't like this. And if this is all part of her growing up, then why didn't you just say it? If you're Kevin Smith, why didn't you just say that yourself instead of have one of the people with that, you know, is the voice of one of your main characters come out and say that? Or come out and tell us that, oh, Adam's going to be fine. He's just wounded. Why didn't you have one of your, why didn't you, you Kevin Smith, say that? Like I said earlier. And I said multiple times, if he would have, and others have said this something similar as well, that if he would have just came out and said that the first half is not going to be what you expect, you know, for most of it, but the second half is going to be worth the wait and it's going to make up for it with a huge payoff, you know, and not say anything more than that, fine. Nobody would be angry with him because at least they'd realize, okay, Tila is in charge here she's the main lead right here for this portion of the series for this half of the series but the second half will be different we hope but again you take you know that information with a grain of salt too because you don't know if that's going to be true or not and again this is why when I did that video and I said that this feels like a parody satire that's meant to be taken seriously because those do exist Reading that about Tila, hearing what others have had to say about the changes that have occurred, it's like it it it, it, it it's it's like this is nothing more than Kevin Smith satirizing satirizing and parodying this show. That's what it is.
I mean, let, let me let me ask you guys right now that grew up in the late 80s, grew up in the 90s, the two, early 2000s and all that. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If, let's say, how do I put this? Let's say they decided they wanted to reboot. Let's say they wanted to reboot um, SWAT Cats. Let's say they wanted to reboot SWAT Cats or do a continuation of SWAT Cats. You know, all new animation, whatever. Let's say they wanted to do that. For all of us that have followed SWAT Cats and know how the characters are, we would expect those characters to remain the same, right? Maybe, you know, eventually, you know, Jake and Chance reveal that the reveal to uh, Callie Briggs and Felino Farrell that, oh, we're T-Bone and Razor eventually build up to that moment. How would you feel if they did something similar to where their identities are exposed accidentally in either a self-sacrifice or whatever to the girls and you have Callie Briggs get all angsty and anger and not and instead of crying over either the sacrifice of her friends or one of her friends of one of them basically being hospitalized and maybe in a coma instead of crying over their prone body in a coma you know hoping for them to wake up how would you feel if she just suddenly got mad and angsty and be like oh well you you guys never told me you were the SWAT cats and I'm angry now how would you feel how would you feel you wouldn't like it right you would not like it because you're like that's not Callie Briggs that is not Callie Briggs which is true which is true. And I understand what you're saying there, um, Henry Mark IV. I, I get what you're saying. He wants us to watch the show, but that's the thing. We're now in an age of the of entertainment to where this kind of stuff was going to get leaked out anyway. I mean, how many times... Did a movie get leaked out before it hit theaters that people were looking forward to through screeners or whatever they were called? And people, whether or not they were works in progress, excuse me there, or the finished product, how many times do you think they, how many times do you think people would watch those and be like, really? This is what we're going to be seeing? This is what people are going to be seeing on, or what we're, you know, let me, let me rephrase that. How do you think people would feel, how do you think, people would feel they see that screener get leaked online you know just out of temptation or the heck with it they're like well I want to save some money I'll just see it at home on my computer and then they see it and they're like really this is what I was going to spend 15 bucks a ticket to go see this that that's not right that doesn't make sense you know, I I, I don't want to I'm, I'm glad I got the screener and everything because I'm not going to pay money for that you know, how do you think they would feel if they saw something they were looking forward to be portrayed as something else in that leaked screener? How do you think they would feel? They wouldn't like it. And when people heard about the information of Revelation, that's what really got them. And on top of that, when Kevin Smith came out 
and basically kept lying about the fact or debunking the fact along with others doing along with others that he was working on doing the same thing debunking the fact that this was not what you know was being said what you know this was not being what clownfish tv said what geeks and gamers said what anybody else that's reporting this saying it was going to be you know how would you feel you know if the director of one of those movies that you're looking forward to you know, says, yeah, this is going to be exactly what you want, and then you get the information leaked out to you, or it gets leaked out online, and somebody tells you, oh, yeah, did you read this? And they show you what the article is, and it describes what the movie's going to be, and you're like, wait a minute, that's not what we were promised it's going to be. Or let's say the director tells you it's going to be one thing, and then you go and see it, and it's something completely different. How would you feel? You wouldn't be happy, would you? You wouldn't be thrilled with with being duped, with being lied to. And that's how a lot of fans felt here. Because even though the information that was leaked out, that was, you know, by people close to those, you know, close close to those on the production, you know, even after that information was leaked out, how do you think people felt when Kevin Smith tried to debunk it and yet, after it's, the series is finally premiered through early screenings and the official premiere on Netflix, and everything pretty much has come out and confirmed exactly what was being said about it, how would you feel? You wouldn't be happy. You would not be happy. And that's exactly how they felt. They felt betrayed. They felt lied to. Because this is not what they were promised. And look, everybody has said it best. You want to do a Tila show... Fine, do a Tila show, but don't use, but don't do, or don't present something, I should say, as a sequel, if you will, to the Fumation series, you know, as one thing, and then show it to be something else. And here's the thing, he's, he says there's no LGBTQ-ness with, you know, with, with Tila. He doesn't. You know, he, he says there's nothing there, but yet... The image, but yet when you watch the episodes and you see the m- moments between her and Andrea, that says something else. It speaks other volumes. And then potentially there's moments where Adam is Google-eyeing or kind of giving the eye to male characters. It's like, seriously? How, how can you say there's none of that in there and yet we see it for ourselves? Which again goes back to my point that I think what Kevin Smith did here, at least for the first half half at least is he turned this into nothing more than a satire parody that's meant to be taken seriously It's that's what it is, it's nothing more than a satire parody meant to be taken seriously and that Tila's role in here is not that of a Tila and I just got a friend request, sorry about that And that this version of Tila is not of the Tila of, that we knew of, but it's a Tila that basically is angsty and mad and upset. Basically, it's a Tila going through her teen years, you know, once again. Which pretty much, I guess, confirms the fact that Tila and Adam are teenagers. Yeah, they're teenagers. And this is all part of her teenage rebellious stage. That's that's what we're getting with Tila here. And this is nothing more than her going through her teenage rebellious stage.
Yeah, I have. And I'm also going, as well as others have as well. He is alive. And that's what I'm also pointing out. That's what this guy, the voices he made, pretty much says. You know? That's what the guy says here at the end. Right here. You know, he says it right right here. He says it right here. He's not dead. He's wounded. Which, you know, I think we all pretty much kind of knew watching the episodes. It's... You know, and even if you didn't watch the episodes and you read something like that all the way through that article and it pretty much tells you that exactly, spoils it, then... Then, yeah, you know he's alive. But the problem is... The problem is... The problem is, at the end of the day, Kevin Smith pissed off a lot of fans by not telling them the truth. That's it. He kept debunking it, even though it was flat... right, in, Even though it was right in front of his face. That's what he did. That's what he did. And... You know, a lot of people have said that even if the second half, you know, turns out to be better than the first, you know, and it wins over the people that criticize the first half of it, it might be too late. You know, that the damage has already been done. It's it's just one of those situations to where, you know, if Kevin Smith, like I said, would have just said, like I said earlier, if Kevin Smith would have just said, look, the first half is going to be a little different. It's not going to be what you expect. But the second half is going to make up for that in a big way. And I think a lot of us would be okay with that. It's not a problem. We'd be like, okay, this is going to be a little different than what we expect. All right, we're cool with that. But he didn't do that. He did not do that. Instead, he kept you know, you know, pouring gasoline onto the fire. That's what he was doing. And it was pissing people off. It was pissing people off. And like I said, there's going to be people that are pissed off about this right now that will eventually, if not probably as I speak, you know, you know, as I'm speaking live, I should say, are probably watching it and saying, hey, this is pretty good. But, what's hold, but what held them back from watching it when it first came out is the lies. The lies, if you will. And again... When you look at how he portrays Tila in here, I mean, let me let me be honest with you on this, okay? I have no T. I have no problem if they want to make Tila somewhat of a focal point for some of the episodes of this series. I have no problem with that. If you feel she's more of a candidate to do that, fine. I don't think anybody else would have had a, had a problem with that either. But don't go about it. The but I think what angers them is that Kevin Smith went about it with Tila character in a way that doesn't represent Tila. And that's what pissed them off. That and along with the fact that he lied. And it's just one of those situations to where you know, I think a lot of people have said it best. If he would have just kept his mouth shut you know, I think people wouldn't be angry with him. I mean, they'd still be angry, but it wouldn't be as bad as it is now. Or if he would have just said, hey, the first half is going to be this way, you know, a little different than what you expect, but the second half is going to make up for it, fine. But he didn't, he didn't do that either. He didn't do that either. 
And like I said, when you look at Tila, all we get here with Tila is just someone going through her rebellious stage as a teenager. So it pretty much confirms that these two were teenagers the whole time. They're not adults, not young adults, they're teenagers. Pretty much what we got with She-Ra in The Princesses of Power. They turned She-Ra into a teenager, and thus if this is a continuation of Filmation and it has connection to the Filmation She-Ra, that basically means that She-Ra back in the original cartoon made by Filmation is a teenager as well. So this is just her, you know, you know, growing up situation of, you know, going going through the angst, a going through that angst moment and rebellious moment of her teenage years. That's what this is, because like I said, this is basically her going from a, you know, basically becoming an adult, being forced to grow up quicker than she wanted to, and she's doing it out of anger and angst because oh, you, he man didn't tell me, or Adam didn't tell me he was he man. You know, I hope in, you know, here's the thing. I hope in the second half, one of the ways they can make it better, and I, I, I'm not going to deny they won't make it better. I think they are, potentially, I'll give them this, I think potentially they are going to make the second half, you know, what fans really want, but maybe they did this because it was part of some kind of negotiational deal with Netflix or something, I don't know. But I think what's going to happen in the long run, I'm hoping it happens, is when they meet up with, you know, Duncan, the original man-at-arms, her foster father, Tila's foster father, that he's the one that explains to her that he's the one, along with sorceress, that's, you know, decided that she should not know the secret because, maturely, she wasn't ready for it. Like, you know, agile-wise, fighting-wise, you know, that, combative-wise, you know, you know, she's ready to, you know, stand side-by-side with Adam and He-Man. But that mature-wise, maturely, she wasn't. And that's why they kept it a secret. And I hope as a joke, you know, Duncan comes out and says, and besides, I don't want my foster daughter to troll around, walk around saying, I know who He-Man is, I know who He-Man is, and I'm dating him. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I'm hoping they put something like that in there. Because it would lighten the mood, and it would basically be it would basically be a way of saying, "Yeah, Tila, now do you understand why you meant, weren't meant to get the damn secret? Because you weren't mature enough yet." That, that's the thing; she wasn't mature enough yet. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Because again, when you look at this here, if we go scroll up, scroll up here. All right. Episode 2 says it best right here. Says it best right here. Right there. This is highlighted so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. And again, I think, honestly, all hints are leading to the fact that either time, that when it's all said and done, the series is completed, that she'll have her memory erased of He-Man and Adam being one and the same, and that time will be reversed and things will go back to the way they were before all this went to heck. In other words, right when she was becoming woman of the guard, uh, woman at arms, I think that's probably the direction they will go in. We'll see. We'll see. But it's, but it's the fact that in the long run, what really has pissed a lot of folks off is he lied. 
is Kevin Smith lied about certain things being the way they are, and he, and despite the fact that he tried to debunk it, it's pretty much out there as being fact now. It's pretty much out there being fact now, and he can't accept that. He can't accept that. And then, on top of that, it's the way he's portrayed characters. I mean, heck, he made Adam's father, King Randor, banish Man-at-Arms because Man-at-Arms didn't tell him he was He-Man. And again, I think it's because they just don't understand. It's for their own protection. Yes, it was alluded to in the original series that, you know, Queen Marlena knew Adam and He-Man was one and the same. She, It was alluded to that she knew that. And here, I'll give them credit that they did go full-on circle with her knowing it. So, at least, at least that is a bit of a follow-through. That is an evolu- evolution, if you will, for a character of, you know, being implied that she kind of knows to full-on knowing, period. It's, you know, you know, and, and it's one thing to do that, which does work. It works in the context of the story, of the continuity. But it's another to do what you did to King Randor and mostly with uh, Tila. That's it. And I know, I know eventually we're going to get an episode where she apologizes and says, I let my anger get the best of me and, and maybe I still have a little growing up to do. You know, I'm not going to be surprised if we get something like that too in the second half. I'm not. But honestly, guys... For any of you that want to know the real reason, the real reason, you know, that people are angry, that people are being called, you know, crybabies, you know, people are being mocked for crying in the cubs, crying in the nostalgic cheers, being told by people like Kevin Smith to grow the F up. The reason being is because he flat out lied to all of us when everything pretty much was pointing in the direction he tried to say was not, you know, the right direction. It was that. It's what he did to Tila. And basically, this is pretty much not just Tila's show, but it's Tila's show of her growing up because she's going through her rebellious, angsty teenage years, which I guess a lot of people go through. I mean, heck, they tease the fact in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic that Starlight went through that. You know? The, the, you know, the fact that that's all this is, the fact that he kills off Orko, but because 70% of fans, as they researched, thought he was annoying when that's not true. It's like, come on. How else, what else do you expect people to, you know, how, what else do you expect people to feel? How else do you expect them to, to react, huh? You expect them to react like, oh, well, you know, this is not meant for us, when it, when he plainly comes out and says it is? It's like, seriously. You know, it's just, you know, it's it's just, because, you know, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people criticized the She-Ra and Princesses of Power series and saying that wasn't She-Ra. At least the girl behind that series, Nicole Stevenson, or whatever her name is, Lauren Stevenson, at least she was willing enough to come out and say, yeah, you're right, this isn't the She-Ra you know. This is a new She-Ra for a new generation. She wasn't sugarcoating it. She came out and said it. Because she even, you know, she said that even though she played with the toys as a kid, and everything, that this was a She-Ra for a new generation. She didn't hide it. You know, she didn't, she didn't try to debunk it. She didn't try to deny it. She came out and admitted it. Kevin Smith, 
does not want to admit it. He does not want to admit that this is everything that pretty much all the arrows, directional arrows, were pointing to, and that this is nothing more, at least this first half, in my opinion, is nothing more than a parody satire of a show that's meant to be taken seriously. That's what it is. And I know it's going to have its defenders. We all know it does. It already has. And that's fine. That's You totally have, again, it's like I said in the other video, if you want to like He-Man, not He-Man, but if you want to like Masters of the Universe Revelation, fine, more power to you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And it's like I told my friend Zara Nizarek, perhaps the second half will win a lot of people over. And I have no doubt it's probably going to do that. But all Kevin Smith had to do in the long run is just tell people that the first half is not going to be exactly what they expect, but the second half is going to make up for it. And that's it. Don't have to say anything more than that. Doesn't have to spoil anything. Just say stuff like that. Just say first half is going to be not exactly what you expect, but the second half is you know, going to make up for it. People would have been cool. People would have been cool with it. So, even if they didn't, and even even if they watched it without spoilers or anything being leaked out, and they still criticized it, at least the criticization wouldn't be bad. What they'd probably be doing is give a bit of advice of, okay, we see what you did here. We didn't like this. We didn't like this first half, but here's what you can do to improve in the second half. You know, that's probably all they would have done. But Kevin Smith did not allow that to happen because he kept opening his mouth. That's what he did. And that's what upset a lot of folks. That's what upset a lot of folks. So, anyway, though, guys, that's really all I'm going to say for this, you know, for right now. I just wanted to come out and explain once more live streaming, if you will, uh, and you know, right here in the right, ne- right here in the, you know, here and right now, I should say, here in the here and now, kind of basically come out live and explain why, in my opinion, my point of view, why a lot of fans, you know, are upset with this series, why they're reluctant to watch the series, you know, right now, even though they may like it afterwards or be in the middle of it or may even hate it, why they're upset with it. It's mainly because Kevin Smith lied. And mainly, you know, he lied about what the series was when it pretty much was right in front of his face. And the fact of what he did to certain characters like Tila. And because as this article says, right here, it pretty much points it out. This is nothing more than Tila's, you know, rebellious age. She's growing up. She's basically been forced to grow out of her childhood in, into an adult because she's angry and rebellious because she didn't know He-Man and Adam were one and the same. He pretty much says it right here. Pretty much. But that's all I'm going to say, guys. Anyways, for now, let me know what your thoughts are. Again, I still stick by the fact that this is, at least for the first half, this is nothing more than a parody satire meant to be taken seriously. And, you know, that's about it. So... That's all I'm going to say, guys. Thank you to those that joined me in the live chat. Really appreciate it. Thank you for those that tuned in or are going to be tuning in later to watch this. Uh, Let me know what your all thoughts are down below in the comments. And that's all I'm going to say, guys. But, yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. Again, if you like Masters of the Universe Revelation, more power to you. Glad you liked it. And like I told my friend Zara Nizarek, maybe the second half will win me over and win others over and be a lot better. Because, like I said, all Kevin Smith had to do. And the other people in charge 
associated with the show had to do, the voice cast, whatever, is just say, hey, the first half's not exactly what you're going to expect it to be, but the second half will make up, well, more than make up for that. That's all they had to do. And if they would have done that, mostly Kevin Smith, I think disaster, would major online disaster and backlash would have been avoided. But that's all I'm going to say, guys. Let me know what your thoughts are down below in the comments. Again, thank you for joining me in the live chat. Thank you for liking the video. Let's get those likes up even afterwards, guys. More likes equal more views, of course. And that's all I'm going to say. So until next time, God bless. Take care. And 